Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. I don't know about you, but I love the Word of God. Really, really, I do. One of the many, many reasons why I love the Word of God like I do is because within the Word of God is our invitation to receive and achieve the manifestations of all the magnificent things that God has prepared for me and you. Through the Word of God, written by God to us, we're being invited to experience and enjoy all that God has prepared and has waiting for us. The Bible says, I have not seen, nor have ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. The word prepared means made ready. That means that there are things that God has already made ready for me and you. Things that according to the word of God, which is always true, are rightfully ours. We need to learn about them so that we can achieve and receive all those things that are rightfully ours. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called rightfully ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. You got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to St. John chapter 10. And come on, let's dive back into this word that God gave me to give to you so that he can be able to give us everything that he wants to. We've been working on a message called Rightfully Ours, Rightfully Ours. Well, God is letting us know that there are many, many things that are in his word that are rightfully ours. They are placed and available to us because they're rightfully ours. Many, many things that he's made available to me and you. Many, many things he wants to give to me and you. Many, many things he wants to do through me and you. And each and every one of them is rightfully ours. But unfortunately, many things don't get manifested in people's lives because one of the reasons why they don't really believe that these things are rightfully theirs. That's not going to be you. You're going to be a people that know the word is true and that God has things that are rightfully yours, rightfully for you. Of course, they're rightfully yours, which means you have a valid claim and a just claim to them, some property or some position. You have legitimate right to what God has in store for you. Why? Because Jesus Christ bled and died to give you legitimate right for what he has for you. But you got to believe that it's right, that is that you can have those things, too, because if you don't believe it's right, that you can have them, although he gave you the right to have them, you won't have them because you don't think it's right. And God's not going to do what you think is wrong in your life. That's why the Bible says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Call right, wrong, and bitter for sweet and all that kind of foolishness. We ain't like that. We line up with what God says. And if God says these things are ours, then we declare that they're ours. If he's died for us to be able to receive these, then we declare that they're rightfully ours. Is anybody here hearing me up in here? John chapter 10 is the foundational text of the teaching. We're going to read that and do a brief review. Die forward into the day stuff, which I'm telling you. It's going to bless you if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. John chapter 10, starting with verse 9, letters in red so you know Jesus is speaking, which means he ain't lying at this time. He said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. So we'll be saved. Well, we already saved. I got saved folk up in the house. Praise God. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, I got a tan line for you in just a little time. Just come on up here and I can rectify that situation. Praise God. So you can go ahead and get saved and be blessed like the rest of us. Are y'all some blessed people? Oh, yeah. See, they wanna, you want to be like us. You want to be some blessed people. Praise God. But at the same time, notice he didn't stop it with salvation. He says so that you can save 
and go in and out and find pasture. See, the and go in and out and find pasture is talking about the kind of life that you can have and you can receive the things that God has in store for you so that you can be able to benefit from those things that are rightfully yours because just because you got into the kingdom, just because you got became a part of the family doesn't mean that you would get to receive all the benefits of the family. They are available to you. There's no question about that. The blessings of God we found out already, yea and amen in Christ. But at the same time, they're not in most people's lives. And one of the reasons why is because they haven't learned to go in and out and find the pastures, the green plush pastures that God has in store for them, the awesome things that he already has waiting on them, all those mighty things that God has in store for me and you. We need to get those too. But there's an enemy that we have in the world. His name is the devil. Praise God. Everybody say boo his boo. Yeah, he boo. The one that gets in the way of me and you, stepping into what God has in store for you. Letters in red, he said, the thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and destroy. But I like how they did in the innocence there. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Which means no matter what the devil has done in your life, I am come that you can still have life and have it more abundantly. That I can get you past all that mess, all that stress into the area where you're called blessed. Where you can go in and out and find all the things I have in store for you and be able to step into the fullness of the life that I got planned for you. God's talking to you. He's got things waiting on you. Now the question is, is will you allow him to be able to allow you to live the life that he wants you to live? Amplified version says, I am coming that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's what God wants us to know, that there's an overflowing life that God wants us to have in, in, in our life. Now, this is overflowing of good things. We already had an overflowing of bad things. Well, we get a, a chance to have an overflowing of good things. Living Bible says my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. And the fullness means to the frim, full to the brim, where you can't fit nothing else in. That's what God wants you to have. He wants you to have a life that's so blessed you can't even fit no more blessings in it. Praise God. But he's going to keep storing, pouring them in it. Praise God. Why? So that you can not only be a blessing to yourself, but you can be a blessing to other people too. Because of all these awesome things. I said awesome things that God has made available for me and you. Those promises of God which we found out already, yea and amen in Christ. Which means that he has chosen us to be that man or that woman in Christ who actually lives this thing, has this things, and step into the things that he has in store for me and you. I got anybody in here like that? Prayers God is going to do what God want them to do and receive what God has in store for them too? Well, then this message is for you. Prayers God. We've been learning about some of those exceeding great and precious promises that God has in the midst of our lives. We've been working for the last few times about the promise of answer prayer is rightfully ours. The pro- promise of answer prayer. It's rightfully ours because one of the promises that God gave us is answered prayer. Now, 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 most, most saints say, oh, yeah, I know that. No, you don't. Then why you ain't your prayers answered? Prayers, God. Why aren't you getting what God said that he would get? Because you really don't yet understand what it is that I'm trying to hand you to you today. But that's why he told me to talk about it for a little while because he wanted his children to hear what he got to say. You got a right to answer prayer. To prayer. Answer prayer is rightfully yours. You should expect your prayers to be answered. You should be confused when they're not answered. You should be stunned that it didn't come your way, not stunned when it does come your way. You shouldn't be like those disciples that when they saw the tree laying roots up, run over to Jesus and say, what's up? When Jesus, they heard Jesus speak to the tree and tell them that nobody is going to eat fruit of it hereafter. They were amazed. They were stunned. They was they was blown away by the fact that it happened within 24 hours, within one day. And, and that's how a lot of believers are. They're stunned when the prayers actually come through. 
Because if the truth is anywhere near told, and you know I ain't scared to tell the truth. If the truth is anywhere near told, it's because they really didn't believe it was going to happen in the first place. They really didn't believe. But look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about you. He ain't talking about you. Praise God. Amen. Because we, we the one that's going to believe it. Praise God. I said, we the one going to believe it, and we the one going to receive it in Jesus' name. Last time we got together, praise God, we started talking about how God hears your prayers and answers your prayers. How he hears your prayers and answers your prayers. And because God hears your prayers and answers your prayers, and you can be confident then you're going to have the prayer that you prayed before him. You can have confidence that he's going to come through for you and do what he said he's going to do. Why? Because we can come to the Lord in prayer and he'll hear our prayer. We found out when he hears it, he hears it intelligently with the intention to be able to uh, be attentive to it as well as to do it. God intends to do what it is that we pray. When we pray, God hears us. Now the wicked, they ain't got it like us. Praise God, I'm so glad I ain't wicked no more. Praise God, I don't know what to do. The wicked... They ain't got it like us. Why? Because they miss out on that opportunity to be able to receive with their prayers like that. Because God ain't hearing them. God say, I'm listening to one prayer you say, and that's invite Jesus Christ in your life on a given day. If you ain't praying that, I ain't listening to you. Old folk, you say, I ain't studying you. Praise God. God ain't studying them. But he's studying you. In fact, he's even concerned about the minute things in your life. He's willing to come through for those two, too. If you're just asking for a piece of candy, he'll make sure somebody hands some candy your way. If you, want, if you just want somebody to give you a smile, he'll send three, four folk to you, smile, and hug you on that day. Why? Because God is concerned about the every little thing that, 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 that concerns you. He hears your prayer, and he'll do what he said he'll do. Now, turn to 1 John chapter 5. Let's go deeper into that today. Praise God. Because I know a lot of people, they hear that, they be like, and cha-ching, angels get ready to bring everything that I can pray for. Praise God. I'm about to get that and some more. Praise God. I'm going to pray for this. I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to pray for that. And I'm going to pray for this. And I'm going to get four of these and six of those and seven of those too. That's what we get. We get to praying and praying, thinking that God's going to do everything he said to me and you. Because you said you hear my prayer. You said you answered my prayer. How many people know God is a God of detail? If you don't know, hurry up and know that God is a God of detail. God don't say nothing surface level. He say everything in detail. And what a lot of people do is they miss the details of what he say. And then they don't understand that he's setting the parameters for everything that he got to say. God establishes parameters. Can I tell you one of the, people, one of the problems with the people in the body of the Christ? They don't like parameters. They don't like rules. They don't like regulations. I'm in the New Testament. I'm in the dispensation of grace. There's rules in that one too. God always got house rules. Are you listening to me up in here? Amen. And I don't care how grown you get, you live according to the rules. And God sets rules for everything he do. God has rules that that we operate according to. They're called laws. Like the law of gravity. It works all the time. Law of seed time and harvest. It works all the time. And if you want your prayer to work all the time, you better know the rules of it. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on what God has in store for you. First John chapter five. Let's read about it in verse 14. I love the Lord. Because scripture tells us that we can be confident that God both hears and answers our prayers at a certain time. First John chapter five, verse 14, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we pray anything, he hears us. Huh? If he pray anything, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, then whatsoever we ask. We know that we have the petitions that we put before him. Because if we pray anything, 
Huh? No. There's a caveat attached to anything. He said, if you ask anything according to his will, he hears us. According to his will, he hears us. Yes, we can have confidence that God's going to come through for me and you. Make no mistake about it because that's what the Bible says to me and you. But the Bible tells us what parameters in which we should have that confidence. That word confidence once again means assurance. By implication, it means assurance, which means we should be assured that if we pray within the parameters that God gives us to pray, then we will have what it is that we say. See, when we pray according to his will, God hears us and will answer our prayers. Why? Because they are within his will. We're to be assured of that. We're to know that. We're to be confident about that. We're to move forward boldly knowing that this rightfully ours. Anything that we pray within the will of God, that's what we're going to receive. One of the reasons why we should be confident and assured that God's going to answer our prayers when, when they're prayed according to his will, it's because when he, because when he answers our prayers that's prayed according to his will, he's actually doing what he already said he's going to do. He's actually doing what he already agreed to do. Whereas God already agreed to it, he's waiting on you to agree with him so he can do what he said he's going to do. Because God has already decided, planned, prepared to do what it is he said to do. That's why he gave the word to you to let you know this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm willing to bring to you. This is what I'm willing to have for you. And if you come into agreement with that, then you can have what I said. See, anything that is according to his will is something that God has already said he'd do. Anything that's according to his will is what God has already said that he'd do. It's something that he's already agreed to. He was waiting on you. It's something he already agreed to. He just told you so that you can come into agreement with it too. God already promised he'll do it. And when God promises, he'll do. Because what God promises, he does. But he lets us know through his will what he promises and what he'll do. When we pray within those parameters, be assured you can get what God said to you. So when we pray, we're only coming into agreement with what it is that he already promised that he'd do. That's what we're actually doing when we're praying. We're coming into agreement with what it is he's already promised that he'll do. See, according to his will is the proper limitations for our answered prayers. According to his will is the proper limitations to our praying according to his will. Because if he didn't put proper limitations on it, trust the brother on this one. Folk will get to praying for all kinds of stuff that they ain't got no business praying for. God, they get to praying for all kinds of stuff that they ain't ready for. They get to praying for all kinds of stuff that they should never have. They be asking and asking and asking again. Why? Because if there's no limitations, then there'll be no limitations to what they pray for either. But trust the brother on this one too. God, who is also your father, knows what he wants for you. And within those parameters, he says, do you ask anything within his parameters? That's what I'll do. Because I already know ahead of time what I want you to do. It's the limit of our unlimited answer prayer. His will is the limit of our unlimited answer prayer. You have unlimited answer prayer within those limits. You have unlimited answer prayer within those limits. What are those limits? According to his will. Inside the limits of the according to his will, our prayers are answered unlimitedly. 
Is that a word? Unlimitedly. It is now. Our prayers are answered unlimitedly. Why? Because we prayed what he said he would do for you and me. We already prayed that. Outside of the limits of according to his will, our prayers are limited. In fact, so limited that they ain't happening. In fact, they're non-existent. They're non-existent. That's because God never even said he'd do that. I said God never ever said he'd do that. Therefore, we should have no confidence that he's going to do that. None. You should have no faith in the fact that he's going to do it. But if he said he's going to do it, and then you come to him and say to him what he said he's going to do, you can have absolute confidence that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Let me read it to you out of the Weymouth New Testament. The Weymouth New Testament. might help you a little bit. It renders verse 14 this way. It says, and we have an assurance. We have an assured confidence that whenever we ask a court, anything in accordance with his will, he listens to us. I'll read it again. And we have an assured confidence that whenever we ask anything in accordance with his will, he listens to us. God listens to us. When we pray according to his will. And we already learned already that when he listens, he listens attentively with the intention to do. He listens to us when it's according to his will. But when we pray a prayer that is not in according to his will, he doesn't listen to us. He doesn't even hear us. In fact, another way of saying is that he ain't hearing it. He ain't even hearing it. I've been praying and praying. Seems like I'm not getting what I'm saying. You might not because he ain't even hearing it. And that only makes sense. Anybody here got children? So you can relate to me. If one of my kids come and ask me for some money so that they can do something outside of my will for their lives. I say outside of my will for their lives. Trust a brother on this one. Ain't a dime coming at any time. Because it don't match my will. Daddy, I want to go get drunk. On your dime, not mine. I want to go get cracked out on your dime, not mine. I want to take this slut to lunch. And then after that, I'm going to check her out. (laughs) We're going to get us a room. Not on my dime. I ain't ain't hearing it. In fact, you better get out of arm's reach. (laughs) Blessed be the neck, because I ain't ain't got to. I'm working on it, level four. Praise God. Amen. (laughs) Blessed be his name. I ain't coming through. In fact, I ain't even hearing you. You can keep on talking to me and over and over again about it. I ain't hearing all that. He said, Pastor, I done asked you, Daddy, I done asked you 15 times. Just give me some money so I can take this slut out. No. It ain't happening. Not on my, not on my dime. Why? Because that's outside my will for your life. I want you to give me some money so I can put some gas in the car and we can go to Las Vegas in a loop. And then we're going to go gambling afterwards. All right. So you approve? No. Will you at least give me the money? No. But I'm your child. Yep, you my child. And you stupid right now if you think I'm going to do that for you. Just like you God's child. And if you ask anything outside the parameter of his will, you stupid right now. You are incapable of comprehending what's going on. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? Their prayer ain't getting answered. But when they pray a prayer that's within my will and accordance with my will, then that prayer is a done deal. 
Why? Because it matches my will. If it matches my will, that prayer is a done deal. I not only hear it, but I answer it. I hear it so that I can answer it. Does that make sense? Well, God's will is what God is willing to do. God's will is what God's willing to do. That's one of the reasons why it's called his will. Because God's willing to do it. He's willing to do his will. But if it's outside his will, he ain't willing to do it. So just check and see whether it's in the will. Because if it ain't in the will, he ain't going to do it. Does that make sense? See, if our prayer is outside of God's will, God's not willing to do it. If our prayer is within God's will, then God is willing to do it. He told you what he's willing to do ahead of time. Let me read it out of the Amplified version. It might help you as it amplifies it a little bit. Verse 14 reads this way. It says, and this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness, which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and and hears us. He listens to and hears us. When is that? When is when we make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan. See, we have to pray according to God's own plan for it to be answered. We have to pray in agreement and in accordance with God's own plan for it to be answered. Now, well, where do I find God's plan? God's plan is found in his word because God's word is the will of God and the will of God tells you what God's willing to do. And if you operate within the parameters of God's will, God will do what he said he'll do. Step outside of God's will, God ain't going to do it. Can I tell you about me? I operate as close to God's will as possible in everything that I do. As a pastor, I operate within God's will. That way, that's why stuff keeps working, because I stay within the will. Sentiment means nothing to me in relationship to changing the step outside God's will. I ain't going to do it. My, my, My thoughts about you have nothing to do. With God's will. Once I find out God's will, then that's what I'm going to do. And if it's outside of God's will, I ain't doing it because it don't work. But most of the body of Christ ain't scared to go outside of God's will and do whatever they want to do. And that's why they have a track record of crazy stuff happening in the middle of their life and things ain't lining up like it's supposed to. And the reason why is because they live most of their lives outside of the parameters of God's will. I said they live most of their lives outside of the parameters of God's will. And they have a track record of unanswered prayers. Amen. They pray for everything. They don't get nothing. And one of the reasons why is because they don't operate within the parameters of God's word. If we ever get to revelation to operate within the parameters of God's word, we're we, we going to be some bad somebodies. If we ever get the parameters to stay within the parameters of God's word, not stick a toe in and then run back out and then go, you know, running out, call myself doing God's will, but it don't match nothing he said in his word. Well, when we pray, we need to get it from the word because God's plan is found in God's word. And if we play according to God's word, I'm telling you the truth. You'll get what God said to you. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that it's true. There really are promises in God's words that rightfully belong to me and you. That way we can properly respond to God's word as though it really is something that we all can have and that they really are things that actually can happen for us. So let's learn to believe God's word is true. The promises God said in his word that he do for me and you really are for me and you. They're rightfully ours. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, 
Just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, there's something that I invite all of you young adult Christians out there to do. We invite all of you young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults ages 18 through 30-ish who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. Hey, GW, hang it. Child care is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'd be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.